Blessed Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus. Father, we humbly come before you right now, asking you, Lord, that you will continue to bless us and keep us, to guide us, Lord, for you are worthy to be praised. Father, we thank you, and we glorify your name. Father, we give honor to you. Father, we ask in your holy name that you will continue to bless us, keep us, we ask, Lord, that you would guide us and protect us, Father. And, Father, we ask while you're doing all of that, that you will continue to bless Haiti, that you will strengthen them, and that you will somehow continue to give them hope. Father, we don't take it lightly at this time of devastation in the lives of people. Father, we just... I want to thank you for allowing us to live in this great land of America. We don't ever want to take, <clears throat> we don't ever want to take, in spite of the economy and whatever, America still has the Lord on its side. And Father, I thank you for that. And I bless you, Father. Father, I ask you this morning to go forth in this word there. You will help us to understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Father, I ask that you will help us to continue to understand that we are mighty in you and we are strong in you. And Father, we are also contained in you. And Father, in the midst of that, we ask, Lord, that you will help us to be guided into the right way at all times. And we pray, Lord, that you will forgive us all for our sins. Teach us, Father, to number our days and incline our hearts to wisdom. For, Father, you have said in your word that life is but a vapor just a breath of wind. And then we fly off to a place never to return again. That which came from God goes back to God. That which came from the dust of the ground goes back to the ground. So Father, in the midst of the time that you've allowed us to have this life, we ask, Lord, that we appropriate it towards your will to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Father, we thank you for this. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless the people of this congregation and the people of the body of Christ, as well as the people of the world who that don't know you as yet, Lord, but somehow, some way, they'll learn by way of effort and experience to do your holy will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to turn with me this morning to the book of Genesis. That's going to be the start of our message this morning. The book of Genesis. The word Genesis means beginning. Everything has to have a beginning. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. 
the book of Genesis, the 8th chapter, verse 22. The book of Genesis, the 8th chapter, verse 22. Please say amen when you get there. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible reads that while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and day and night shall not cease. As long as the earth remaineth, it says, these things shall continue to take place. Praise team, y'all did real good this morning. Thank y'all for that. That takes a lot of weight off. But I want us to pay attention here that there's a ordained promise of God that's being set forth here while the earth remains. I want to deal with this seed time and harvest. And don't worry, I'm not talking about money. So don't worry about that. But I want to go beyond that today. I want to go beyond that today. But that's not to be excluded, but that's, in, that's your business with God, it's not mine. Well, the Bible says that as long as this earth remains, the earth, that there's going to be what we call seed time <coughs> and harvest. That means that something is going to be planted and something is going to be harvested as long as the earth remains. Man is a seed. The seed that came down from God in the spirit. Spiritual seed. Made in the image and the likeness of God. God sent it down from within his bosom. He spoke it out of himself. And he sent this seed into the world to become what's known as a tree of righteousness as Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, tells us in the 61st chapter. Trees of righteousness, we are trees of righteousness planted by the Lord. No tree is a tree before it's planted as a seed. So something has to be planted before it can be harvested. Jesus said in his, the book of John that Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it falls to the ground, it's planted. And dies, meaning that it's germination. There's a thing about death that brings forth a germination. It brings forth much fruit. Mm -hmm. Much fruit. So man is this seed. And every seed 
releases itself into another seed. So as man is released from one seed to another, man aspires his way back to God. But he came down a seed and he goes back a tree. Please, somebody get the towel because God is trying to speak to the house. Now, the Word of God says that this tree that comes forth and goes back to God, it goes by way of a thing called faith to faith and glory to glory. And we're going to get into all of that as soon as heaven stops speaking to me and releases me. Now, as man is released, this seed, from one seed to another, something takes place. Let's go to Romans 1, verse 7. Romans 1, verse 17. Romans 1, verse 17. Are we ready? The Bible says, For therein is the righteousness of God, revealed from what? Faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You see, the righteousness of God, according to this word here, is released from each level of faith that we go to, from faith to faith. So each time man is released from one seed, within himself to another seed within himself, he goes to another level of faith also because you can't go in God without going upward. You see, it's not a, it's a straight path, but not only is it straight, but it's upward. So each step, step that you take toward God, you go to another level of faith in God from faith to faith. But you also go to another level of glory in God also. We'll get to that in a minute. But the Bible says here, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Because at each release of faith within ourselves, as we release ourselves from one seed into another, we go to another level of faith. And at this level of faith, God revealed his righteousness to us at a greater degree than he did at the previous level of faith that we were at. Because it says here that therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So from one level of faith to the next level of faith, we receive a greater revelation in the righteousness of God. But we don't go 
to another level of faith until God releases that seed in us called man and it goes to another level of man. You see, the man that you were ten years ago or five years ago or even one year ago or even yesterday shouldn't be the same man that we are today because the seed has released itself into another seed which has made him a better man because his faith also is released in this new seed each time it's released. The just shall live by faith. Go back to Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Because while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall remain. Because every time that man is released from one seed within himself to another seed within himself, there's a harvest that takes place within your soul. Every time. Every time you go to another seed within yourself, there's a harvest that comes from the previous seed that was planted. Every time you come to another level of faith, there's a harvest that comes forth from that level of faith, that previous level of faith. There's a harvest. And that harvest helps to sustain you at this next level, okay? Like the farmer harvest, puts it up in the barn. Why? To go through that night season? while he's getting adjusted to the new season that's coming in, that God is taking him into. So if we miss our harvest from the previous season, and we haven't stored it up in the, for the new season, then we collapse because we become faint, because we don't have what we need to sustain ourselves with, right? If you don't eat physically, you become faint. But if you eat all your food up today, then what you going to do tomorrow? You know. So there's a point of wisdom in everything that we do. We have to use wisdom. Because wisdom is the principal thing. But in all that I get, it gets some understanding. Because understanding will teach you why you're doing what you're doing. Knowledge will teach you what to do. Wisdom will teach you how to do it, but understanding will teach you why you're doing it. That's why in all thy giving, get some understanding so you'll understand why we do what we do. Why God say what he said. 2 Corinthians 3.18 talks about from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians. Corinthians. I want to walk with you this morning. Second Corinthians three eighteen. All right. When you get there, please say Amen. All right. Look what the word says here. Second Corinthians three eighteen. But we all didn't leave nobody out there. 
But we are with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image from glory to what? Glory. From face to face to glory to what? Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Here we go. We are to receive the glory of the Lord with an open face. And we are to behold it as in a glass. What this is saying is that when we through God's word, behold his glory. We are supposed to allow it to be deposited in our soul. We are to, first of all, we are to accept it with an open face. That means that we're receiving it. Now, once we receive it, we are to behold it in a glass. That glory of the Lord. That's the soul. See, what you receive, we're supposed to contain it like this. Water is in this container. We're supposed to, with an open face, open face, pour it in to your soul and contain it. Behold it. Behold that glory. Just don't hear and let it get away, but behold it. By doing so, the Bible says, as in, the in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed by holding it. We are changed into the same image. Remember, I told you that man releases himself from one seed to another. We are changed from face to face, glory to glory, into the Lord, the image of the Lord. We are changed to the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, face to face. So every time man releases himself as a seed into another seed, he also releases himself to another level of glory, which, I mean, of faith, which also he releases himself to another level of glory. Because each time he releases himself as a seed, he becomes more and more like God. That's what he does. He becomes conformed into the image of God. See, you can't be afraid of who you are. Because church teaches you one thing, but kingdom teaches you a whole different thing about who you are. Whole different situation. See, church causes you to think that you blaspheme in God when you take on your ownership as a son of God. It's okay for you to have a little boy and he be your son. And you a man, when he grow up, he gonna be a man too. Well, God put that there to show you what you gonna be when you grow up in him. He said, when he come, you're going to be like him. Or you're going to see him as he is. So we don't need to be afraid of who we are. We need to start walking in it. 
and being who God has allotted us to be. Because what God did was God gave us this little territory called earth for us to practice our Godhead in. He gave us rulership on it, but then we gave it to Satan. And Satan, you take it. But we didn't know what we were doing. And we've been battling ever since, you see. But God gave us this earth as a place of experience where we could gain access to our Godhead authority. Hope that ain't over some of your head about who you are. Certainly not over mine. But I can back it in the Word. As long as I can back it in the Word, I don't have a problem with it. I don't care what people have been taught or what people believe. I'm not here for that. But I'm here to teach you the Word of God. And the Word says that we're going to be like Him when He comes. From glory to glory, from faith to faith, to glory to glory. 1 Corinthians 15, 35 and 36. It is. First Corinthians, we're going to roll on and we're just going to talk about some things. We're going to take it easy this morning because there's a lot of revelatory knowledge coming forth and we need to slow cook it. First Corinthians 15, starting with verse 35. But some man will say, how are the dead, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 35, it says, some men will say, how are the dead raised up? Because mm -hmm. they don't understand. And with what body do they come? Well, I've heard Christians ask that too. That's a question, but... Paul says here through the anointing of God, he says, thou fool. Now he's talking to the Corinthians, which is church folk. He says, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. That word quickened, that means made alive. Jesus told you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and die, it abideth alone. When you plant a seed in the ground, don't the ground rotten it? It's got to rotten in order to absorb the nutrients and become rooted. And see, what happens is that God sent man down from him as a seed, planted it in him in the soil called the soul, so that he could gain experience and go back to God as a tree. Because when it came down as a seed, it didn't have, the spirit didn't have no experience when God released man into the earth. But he sent it down so that it could deal with on this plane, so that it could get an identity, so that not only could it get an identity, but it could also get experience through this plane of suffering that we're on. We talked last night about the only way you can enter into the kingdom of God, which is inside of you, is through much tribulation. We talked about that last night. So we gain that experience. Now, when God takes us back, we have an identity with it. It's not a seed anymore. We go back as a tree, a tree of righteousness. Why? Because when the soul 
which consists of the mind and the will and the emotions, this is what gives the human being an identity. So the mind, the will, and the emotions, the soul, which is the soil that God planted that seed in, when it leaves up out of you, you pull a tree up, don't the soil go come up with it? Right or wrong? But now if you plant a seed and that seed never germinates, you go in and you get that seed. Don't no soil come up with that seed. Say right or wrong. So what goes back with that spirit that came down as a seed is now a tree with experience that's got a soul with it. So now that spirit is not only a spirit, but that spirit which was a seed now has a soul, but that soul is spiritualized with experience. That soul has now become a mind and a will and an emotion in eternity with God, as God. Chapter 15, verse 38 says, But God giveth it, God does, a body, as it has what? Please Him. And to every seed, what? All right now. Okay. Now, He made a seed called man and made it in the image and the likeness of Him, which is spiritual and celestial, heavenly. That's what He did. Bible says here, to every seed his own body, in accordance to how God it is pleased God. You see, you can't plant a corn seed and get a man. Only, only way you can get a man is through the seed of a man. You see, God is the one that released that seed into the earth. But God gives it a body as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Now watch what Verse 4. The Bible says there are also what kind of bodies? Celestial, which are heavenly bodies. Didn't he make us in his likeness? That word likeness there means heavenly or celestial. Image means spiritual. God is a spirit, so he made us in that image of him. But he also made us heavenly because he's also heavenly. He's our heavenly father. So he made us spiritual and celestial because celestial means heavenly. But he also made terrestrial bodies, didn't he? That's earthly bodies, physical bodies. He made them kind of bodies too, didn't he? But he says here that the glory of the celestial, the heavenly is one, that's one type of body, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Why? Well, look what God did. This is awesome. God placed man in both bodies at the same time. Now, that's good. Get, aren't you in a celestial, I mean, a, 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 you're a celestial being in a terrestrial body right now, right? Now, at some point in time, he's going to separate you. But right now, isn't it ironic that God, well, he says here that 
this kind of body, and there's that kind of body. You know, there's this celestial body, and then there's this terrestrial body. But God said, okay, I'm going to join it all together. Well, he didn't do that with the angels. Or did he? Or did he? So he brings it together, terrestrial and celestial, all at one time. And he made man. So what he did was, he took and he wrapped what he loved, the spirit of himself, and he placed it and wrapped it in a thing called the flesh, something that he hated. It's funny, ain't it? Why? So that you could gain experience. So that you could gain understanding on what it is. See, if you didn't know what pain was, you wouldn't know how to have compassion for those that are in pain. How you going to rule and super rule if you don't know how your people feel? That's why Jesus came. And he was tempted in every way. So that he would be able to understand what we're going through when we're going through it. So that he would not stand in judgment of us, but he would have compassion for us. Do it make sense? So we get this experience. So that when we are released back into the spirit realm, we ourselves will know how to deal with that which we're going to be over. Okay? Bible say, know ye not that you're going to judge angels and the world? You say it. There is one glory, verse 41. There is one glory of the sun another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, and one star different from another star in glory. One man different from another man in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. That's why we die, because it's sown in corruption. But it is raised in incorruption. Because it casts off that terrestrial body. And now it takes on that celestial, that heavenly body. Mm -hmm. It is sown in dishonor. Mm -hmm. It is raised in glory. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Natural being a terrestrial body, earthly. Spiritual being celestial and heavenly. And we've got them both. But in due time, it'd be separated. It says, and so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam, mm, was made a quickening spirit. Go to Mark 12.25. Work with that. Mark 12.25. Mark 12.25. 
Mark 12, 25. It says, For when they shall rise from the dead, the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise. Those that still alive shall be caught up with the Lord in the air to be with him forevermore. It says to let us comfort one another with these things. You'll find that book of 1 Thessalonians 4, starting at verse 16. This is what it's talking about here. For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the what? Angels which are in heaven. Hmm. Boy, this is something here. Because these church folk was asking Jesus, if this woman, this man dying, she's taking nothing. And this man dying, she's taking nothing. And this man dying, she's taking nothing. Who's going to be married to in heaven? And Jesus straightened that out. Jesus said, in heaven, ain't nobody. Ain't, ain't one marriage in heaven. That's to me. That's the only marriage you're going to be. No. See, there we're going to be like angels. You see? So what God does is, God takes, remember now the Bible declares that he created the world with an S, right? So we're not the only world, according to the Bible. If your mind is that small, you're in the wrong place. I'm serious. If you think you don't, if you think you're that important. Huh? New York is still in New York, whether you've been there or not. It's still there. It don't make no difference. Well, you believe it's there or not. It's there. And if you get on the road to New York, you'll end up there if you keep going. Won't you? And you say it is here. You sure it is. And so is God. And so are them other worlds too. Oh, it's there. Because the Bible declares it's there. So he said, You're going to be like the angels. Just like the angels. In other words, God is in the business of making angels. Wonder why? To do what the angels are doing, not us. But in order for them to do it, they got to go through the, what we talked about last night, process. Don't go to sleep during the process. Because when you wake up, you'll just see the glory, but you won't understand the process, and you'll be done lost out because you don't know what's going on. And you start making bad decisions. Let's put up a tabernacle. That's an idol. You want to put up a tabernacle now. But you knew that we don't do that if you would have gone through the process. But you were sleeping. what he got. Yeah, well, why don't you wish you had what he went through to get it? Because you can't get what he had without going through what it took for him to get it. And every man got his own burden to carry. Right or wrong? <laughs> but it's all for God's purpose and for his glory. From face to face to glory to glory. 
Because even while I was eating, I sent trash can. God still had his hand on me from face to face with glory to glory. See, that's the good thing about God. Old man come by, look at that old fool. But now God, God got a plan for your life. That's right. <laughs> and whatever it takes for him to get you there, he's going to kick you out that nest. He'll hurt your feelings. Or he'll let man hurt your feelings. Won't he? <laughs> they kick you out the dead, won't he, girl? <laughs> kick out. She don't want to go. I don't want to go. You getting up out of here. I ain't breaking no more words to you. You go get your own. So the old eagle get out. And it'll be a mile down. No eagle kick it out anyway. Unless it's baby. Fly or die. <laughs> that's, that's what the eagle do. You got feathers now. You getting up out of here. <laughs> Ooh, so God said we're going to be like the angels. Remember I was telling you about man releases from seed to seed? So that he can get to a, his place back with God and, and with his sin? Then what? He's in heaven now. Bible declares that he's as an angel, right? Then what? Do you think the process stops? The process of eternity really is just beginning. You see? Because now there's no more time on your life. Only eternity. See, it's time on our life right now. So now there are orders of angels. You got the red rangers, you got the cherubim, you got the seraphim, you know, you got all kinds, you know. They do different things. There's a hierarchy. Just like in man, there's a hierarchy. There's a, what we call, what, what a chain of command. So we go in as an angel, regular old angel. But a process takes place. We begin to go through another seed shedding process. So we shed ourselves from one angel and do from faith to faith to glory to glory. We come into another seed of another type of and we go up the hierarchy. And each hierarchy that you go, don't let this be above your head. Don't be afraid of it. And each hierarchy that you go above and that God places you over, when you gain the experience of rulership over it, you say, come on up. Because somebody else that you've been guiding over is now coming to take your place there. And you step into a new position. And when that's done, and you do successfully, you will succeed if God has you there now. There's no failure there. And that which is over there will move in your place because it's done what you used to do. And that was to take care of those that are down here where we are now. Now you move over to another. You see what I'm saying? That thing just keeps going. And you just become more and more powerful. 
And the next thing you know, you rule me. More and more, more God-like, more God-like, more God-like. You speak again. You call it again. <laughs> it's scary, but it's good. That's why Sister Martha let I was walking. Because you remember the day, that day you were over there? And God kept getting me up, and I'd go out there and go under the tree, and I'd go out there and sit in the cold, and then I'd go out there and sit in the car. I said, I ain't got time, what I tell you, I ain't got time to fool with y'all. You and Brenda was up in that song, y'all ain't got time to fool with y'all. Y'all don't bother me. Because you, you get, you, when God, you got to be able to spend time with God. You've got to allow God to take you as far as you're willing to let him take you. And he'll show you more and more. If you allow it. So the Lord, when he started showing me and showing me and showing me, I said, okay, I see it now. I see it now. More and more and more, I see it clearly on who I am and what we are to be. So it makes us want to be more like God, don't we? Knowing the responsibility. Yeah. See? It's like, wow, this is what's up there from here. Get down. Just like this is here, that's there. And the whole thing of eternity is a training ground. The whole thing. To take you higher and higher and higher and more powerful and more godlike. That's what it's all about. That's, that's all it's ever been about. We just didn't know what God had tried to tell us. But you see, there is an order of servants coming into the pulpit in this age that's going to push their mothers out the way. See, they're not valid anymore. They're not. It's a new day, people. God is bringing in a new arrival of people who have been through drug addiction, alcoholism, prostitution. I'm talking about Hardcore stuff. And God is going to metamorphose them into leaders for him. That's going to make those others look like, wow, where have they been? Because you will distinctly see the difference between their knowledge and the knowledge that God is bringing now. Totally different. And it's going to go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher because there's an evolution that's taking place. There's a metamorphosis that's taking place. Things are changing now. Your lives are changing now. You've entered into the kingdom and now things are clicking from within. And you're feeling better about yourself. 
and because, because now you know that, hey, all of this stuff down here, Coach Adams, ain't nothing, is it? Vanity ain't. So now that you know that it's vanity, see, you can get into the deeper stuff now. The stuff that God has already wanted you to get into. Because it's nothing. No, no. It ain't about the big church no more. It's about the big giants in God. That's what it's about. That's it. Did you know that one Michael the Archangel can wipe out a whole universe? Just him. By himself. But did you not know that Michael had to start somewhere? Michael fought while Gabriel talked. But Gabriel had to start somewhere too. Before he became the mighty cherubim that he is. Michael had to start somewhere before he became commander-in-chief of the, of the war angels. He had to start somewhere. Something had to teach him war. Oh, my God. Enoch walked on up. He didn't go up there in flesh and blood because flesh and blood came in into the kingdom. But he got so close to God till he just walked on up one day. He didn't return no more. He was translated into an angel. Translated. But he had to start somewhere. Faithful is our God. Faithful he is. Mm -hmm. The Bible says over here that <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. I'm going to go on from verse 46. Verse 46. How be it that was not first which is spiritual? No, but why is it the first? Why wasn't it spiritual? Well, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. First the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is of the earth. Mm -hmm. Earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earth, the such are also, verse 48, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 48, as is the earthy, such are also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, mm -hmm, look what, we shall also bear the image of the what? Heaven. That's a promise. Now this I say, mm -hmm, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit what? The kingdom of God. Neither does corruption enter in her. Incorruption. But he said, behold, I'm going to show you a mystery. He said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
For this corruptible must put on immortality, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written that death is swallowed up in victory. See, time don't exist no more. We all know that death, oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, especially now that we've got a greater understanding on what's there for us. Man, what an exciting life we have if you catch the vision. Ain't going to be boring. It's going to be exciting. But not only is it going to be exciting, it's going to be responsibility involved. That's why God wants us to be responsible. We have to be taught accountability, responsibility now. Because if you've been faithful over a few things, he said, come on up, I'll make you rule over many. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, now, your labor may be in vain in a whole lot of other things. <coughs> but Jesus said that your labor is not going to be in vain. <laughs> That's all. Let's bow here. Father, thank you, Lord.